really looking forward to sharing a conversation with you this morning on the topic of praise. And I think it's important every now and then for us as believers just to come back to really what is a central call <clears throat> on our lives, and that is to worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, not to get caught up um, in too much um, of this or that, you know, sadness or um, kind of melancholy things or you know, even just in, in extreme busyness, but just to, just to bring ourselves back every now and then to, to who God made us to be, and that is to be worshippers of him. And it really is a massive topic, isn't it, throughout all of Scripture. It's detailed in so many different verses, and it's one that we could spend um, a lot of time on. Um, in fact, Pastor Vince, who is our worship pastor at Father's House, he, he devotes an entire um, subject uh, called Acts of Worship in Bible College, which is starting up again pretty soon, really looking forward to that. Um, and kind of whenever we start thinking about this topic of praise, usually, um, and I suppose rightly so, we go to... Uh, the book of Psalms, don't we? It's one of the first places that we that we go to uh, when it comes to this topic. Um, we know David, who wrote so many of, of the Psalms um, about the power of praise and praising God through trials and storms and, uh, you know, just praising God for his divine character as creator and redeemer uh, and our maker. Um, and David was, in fact, called a man after God's own heart, right? Uh, so ingrained in him was this, this lifestyle of praise and worship. Uh, that's who God was for David in his life, you know. Um, and I suppose like David, we know as believers that when we surround ourselves with an atmosphere of praise, not only externally, just through worship, um, music or songs, but also internally uh, through some of the principles that I'll share just now, um, it, it not only keeps us engaged in a Christ-like lifestyle, but it also reminds us of how big God is. It also reminds us of how powerful this God is that we serve. And that's often what we need to remind ourselves, isn't it? Not that, not that God needs our praise to be God, but that we need to praise him to remind ourselves that he is God and that we are not, right? And we are under his leadership. And I think that's relevant at the start of the year uh, when it comes to dreaming big and believing big for, for, what we, for what we are trusting God for this year, um, that we serve a God of the impossible. And perhaps we, for, for you even this morning, maybe that's even just your declaration, the praise on your lips that we serve a God of the impossible. Perhaps you're trusting God for something that seems out of reach or that seems, uh, you know, like this insurmountable obstacle. But I want to encourage you this morning that uh, when we praise God, we remind ourselves that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we could ask, hope, dream, think or imagine. And so perhaps that's something that you could take from this conversation this morning. But um, speaking about big praise moments on this topic, um, Pastor George, in fact, shared um, as I was mentioning just now in the um, in the introduction, he shared uh, in Jeffrey's Bay this past Sunday um, on one of the famous miracle stories um, that we know in Scripture of Joshua and the children of Israel who marched around the walls of Jericho. And they lifted up the shout of praise. And when they did that, the walls came tumbling down and they and they took the took the city. Uh, it's this it's this idea of raising a shout of praise over and above situations or walls that we may be facing, not just a timid sort of murmur of praise, but a, but a joyful, confident shout of praise, a shout of expectation. And, and this is important. This is kind of what I wanted to lean into a little bit this morning, because, you know, from time to time, we may get caught up in circumstances or mindsets, even situations that have a tendency of almost distracting us from how important it is to keep praising God, even in the midst of these difficult situations. And, you know, we need to keep sowing the seeds of praise into our lives, not only because of what that produces in us, but also what that produces through us. And it's been true in my life in many seasons, and perhaps even in yours, that 
you know, either through, through being really busy or when you go through a difficult time, we sometimes forget how important it is, right? And so how do we do that? How do we keep this attitude of praise to God on our lips, in our hearts, and on our minds uh, when we're in sort of this difficulty or setback kind of season, or when we're believing big at the start of a new year, which is where we find ourselves in right now. And I'm looking forward to activation uh, uh, to Vision Sunday, this coming Sunday, where we will really kind of lean into this topic a lot, a lot more. Well, I wanted to share two passages of scripture with you, one from the book of James and one from the book of Psalms that I think are really powerful in helping us um, achieve this, not only reminding us of of why praise is important, but but helping us just remember that we can still praise God even in a difficult time. And it kind of gives, sort of touches on one of the key characteristics of praise um, and you know, this, this idea of praise being a weapon, it, it kind of leans into that a little bit. So I want to just, I want to just read these, read these uh, scriptures for us quickly. Uh, James chapter four, verse seven. That's the first one. Um, really uh, kind of straightforward um, author, James. He really just kind of gets to the point, doesn't he? This is what he says in James four, verse seven. He says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Really amazing passage. So if we read that, park that in the back of your minds, and we read that in conjunction with uh, Psalms 8, verses 1 to 2. I'm sure uh, someone will pop it up on the screen there for us. Psalms chapter 8, verses 1 to 2. This is what the psalmist says. He says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Then in verse 2, he says, Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established praise or ordained strength because of your foes, to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in, in their place, what is man that you are mindful of him? Oh man, I love this verse so much. And the son of man that you care for him. Two amazingly powerful passages of scripture, isn't it? When it comes to this understanding and the role of praise in the life of the believer. You know, because we often sing songs about praise as being a weapon of our warfare and that we use to fight our battles. Uh, but I thought, you know, let's, let's explore this idea a little bit more this morning with those two um, particular verses um, and lean into this idea of, of, of praise as a weapon. You know, because the thing is, according to scripture, one of the things that the enemy despises the most, one of the things that the devil cannot stand is a believer that submits themselves to God in praise and worship, even in a difficult situation. It's a believer that runs towards God instead of running away from him and hiding. And I really believe that if we want to run our race of faith with endurance this year, um, when, when adversity comes our way, we need to bear this in mind. We need to bear in mind the principle that, that winning the fight, one of the keys of winning the fight is, is, is surrendering to God in this attitude of praise. And that's when we'll see miracles happen, when we'll see the enemy flee from us. And, and, you know, after considering those two passages of Scripture, there's just two really simple principles that I want to do, draw out of them and share them with you. And the first one is notice how praise orientates the believer towards an action. Praise orientates the believer towards an action. You know, both passages kind of start with that key. James says, submit to God. Orientate yourself in a lifestyle of submission to Him. Submission means obedience. It means trust. It means praying His will be done, not mine, but His. Uh, the, the book of Psalms says, look how majestic your name is, Lord, in all the earth. You are, look how wondrous your works are. It, it orientates us to that place of placing God at, at the center of our lives as our, as our primary priority. And you're starting off with this attitude of submission, of trust, 
of you know placing our confidence in God, it really, really is key to understanding this this view of praise as a weapon. And I think when we do that, when you know, when we, when we step into that, we should you know we actually view praise not as a duty, but as something that we are called to do. We are created by God and for God. And orientating ourselves as children who worship their father is really key in experiencing a meaningful uh, spiritual journey. And then secondly, notice also from the text how praise is key in positioning the believer to receive a promise. Orientates you towards an action and it positions you to receive a promise. Both of those verses have some really powerful promises, don't they? You know, James says, resist the enemy, resist the enemy through our praise, through submission to God, and he will flee from you. Oh man, that is so powerful. We could spend weeks and weeks camping there. And look at, and look at how Psalm, how, how, how the psalmist says, you know, out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have ordained strength. You have, you have perfected praise or established praise. And I think, isn't that so true that when we want to establish strength simply, humble submission, obedience to God is one of the keys that unlocks this whole idea. So I hope that encouraged you this morning. I see I've got 20 seconds or 40 seconds left and I wanted to really wrap up for us in a word of prayer. But just consider that this morning. Just consider the, the role that praise, a lifestyle of praise and worship plays in your life. And perhaps how we could lean into that a little bit more this year, considering praise is not only something that we are called to do, but also as a weapon. Uh, when, we, when we really submit ourselves to God's leadership and position ourselves to receive the promises when it comes to this lifestyle of praise and worship to God. But let's take a moment to pray together before we head on out with, with the rest of our day. So Father, thank you so much um, that it is your breath in our lungs that enables us to praise you. Father, even that action itself is just something that we want to thank you for this morning. And Lord, no matter what the year has in store, good or bad, we will commit to always praising you, not only with song, but with our entire lifestyle, Father, with everything that we are. For that is what we were created for, Lord. We were created by you, for you, to worship you, to give you the glory, to give you the adoration, the praise that is deserving unto your name only. And Lord, thank you that according to these passages of scripture, we can use praise as a weapon, Lord. When we submit to you, we know that the enemy flees. And Lord, we, we, we stand with confidence in that this morning and pray that you would give us even more opportunities to, to just look for those moments where we can, where we can get on our, on our knees, raise our hands and say, Lord, you are worthy. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you for who you have made us to be in you. And we just honor you for your, for your divine nature, Lord, as, as, as our loving heavenly Father. Thank you so much, Jesus, that you are for us and you're not against us. And we ask your blessing over this day now as we go. In Jesus' name, amen.